Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hear ye, hear ye. Come one, come all to the Suns Jam Session Podcast, where even though it is now August, August 3rd, we're finding fun and creative ways to bring you Suns-related content. Yeah, there's not much going on. Draft is over, free agency's over. We're in that lull between, do we talk about next season or do we talk about last season, analyze what we experienced? Well, we've got something different for you, a little game, if you will. And Matthew, I don't know if you recall, but this is a game that once upon a time, you and I used to play back when we were the Solar Report podcast. Do you remember this game? I do remember this game. And I remember last time I talked about it on the pod, someone was like, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) Why am I listening to this? But stick around because it's actually going to be more entertaining, right? We're a little bit more professional now. Make it a little bit more entertaining. So here's what's funny is I went back and I listened to episode three. Episode three was start bench and trade anybody who wore jersey number one for the Phoenix Suns. It's something that we used to do back when we first started in November of 2019. We're now on episode 494, Matthew, and we're the exact same as we were on like episode two. You go back (laughs) and you listen to it. Just a couple of jackasses talking about the Phoenix Suns. And just trying to come up with creative ways to provide content. Back then, what we used to do, we weren't post-game podcasters yet. We started that for the 2020-2021 season, which ultimately resulted in an NBA Finals for the Phoenix Suns. But back in 2019, we would release three podcasts a week. We'd hang out in my garage. We would record a weekly update. And then we would record two extra episodes. That you that would one would release on Tuesday, one would release on Thursday, and then like Saturday or Sunday, we would release the weekly recap. And though that's the content that we would come up during the week is like, okay, start bench and trade anybody who wore jersey number one or su- the, the top three Suns dunkers of all time. And you're right, people would for, for those of you who've been listening to, for all this time, thank you for your continual support. That's back when we had like 30 listens every episode and we weren't on YouTube yet. But there would be people who would comment, remember? And they'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. I got I got 20 minutes into the episode, and they're like, just talking about guys who played in 1987. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> You're like, why am I even paying attention? I remember <laughs> driving to your house and doing it. And what an exciting moment because before we had like the the um you know the video and we were actually doing YouTube, um, it was just weird because we had we didn't think of any other way to do it. From afar, because I lived all the way in Aotuki. You were all yeah. the way in North Phoenix. Yeah. I would always make the drive to do it in your garage. But we never even thought about like, oh my God, the pandemic's coming. And then like all of a sudden we're doing it by video. It's just weird because we're like, this is the only way we can do it. We got to record yes. together, yes. edit it. Remember you started editing it. Oh my God. Going editing the it, like, audio. Hey, Matthew, you help me out? I'm like, yeah, we, I can do it. And then we would like take turns doing that. So it was so much more work back then, it seemed like. Now, it I, will, I will say, you know, two things. Back then, there was a lot of echoing because we were in my garage and we had two mics and I don't know how audio screens and all that stuff work. We were, we were learning. So the audio wasn't great because there would be some echo to it. And I remember I would edit the episodes because there'd be so many ums and likes and stutters by myself. Like there was so much opportunity to be better. So when I went back and I listened to a couple of the episodes, because the reason I wanted to listen to a couple was to remember the rules because you and I came up yep. with rules as we went through. I think we got all the way to Jersey, like number six, right? We went one, Not two, three, four, which is a ton of people. Then five mm-hmm. is obviously Dick Van Arsdale. So we just did a Dick Van Arsdale pod. And then six was Walter Davis. And I think that that's where we were just like, people were just like, come on, man, talk about the Suns. And we're like, but it's in the middle of a pandemic now. <laughs> I don't it's know like, what, what else you, to talk about. What do you want us to make another like uh what was like top 10? Like every day or every <laughs> week there was always a new top 10 or Mount Rushmore of these certain players that did certain things this position. But just ran out of topics. What do you what do you want from us? Here we are though now, right? I was listening to a podcast last night where the guy was talking about he's like I always get these questions from other podcasters of how to actually improve and get better. And then 2 years later I hear them like wow, they were consistent and like now they're big time. And I'm like, "Wait, we've been consistent 
and right? we're not big time. We, we're not that big time yet. It's been three years, three plus years. Yeah, we're right? coming like, up on four, man. Yeah, we're coming up, we're coming up on the year. Yeah. Like, wait, what about us? Yeah, it's gonna be our fourth year. I think our, our I think our fifth season. Yeah, whatever. We do it for fun, and that that's why uh, it's been fun doing these. So yes, again, welcome everybody to the Suns Jam Session Podcast, formerly the Suns Report Podcast, formerly the Solar Report Podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts. I'm John Voidy. You can follow Vo- Voita. Voidy. I sound like my mm-hmm. boss. Whenever I'm on a conference call, he calls me John Voidy or Voda or Vita. He does it on purpose? No, he just never gets my name right. Oh, okay. Ever. And like I've, I've had literally been on like Zoom calls and people will text me and they're like, dude, have I been fucking up your name all these like, <laughs> these past few years? I'm like, no, it's Voita. He just, my boss can't get it right. Uh, but you can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. He is... Matthew Paulissi. Uh see, what's funny is when I go back and I listen to the old podcast, you used to say call yourself Matthew Paulissi all the did. time. The Paul Oh my god, yeah. That was my thing. I don't even that, know what it was. You that know, was your to think, thing. And then the uh, you know, go home and love your family. That became a thing. That started with the first episode, though. Was Our, that the actually, first episode? The second episode. The first episode I recorded solo. And the second That's episode crazy. you came on and you said That's go home nuts. and love your family from the yeah. second episode on. Uh, and wow. yeah, obviously, episode number 500 is right around the corner. I doubt we'll do anything special. We'll be like, and it's Thursday. Let's start bench trade everybody who wore jersey number 40. No, it'll be the season, right? No, dude. Oh, my like, God. No, wait. We're what? at 494. Hold no, hold on. Hold on. Because I thought about this. I'm like, 500 is coming up. But I'm like, no, we're like 460 something. We're at 494. And then I, took I took 30 episodes off. And then yes, I that's back. why. You're st- <laughs> that's for, you, for you, you're at 461. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I'm getting ready for 495. You're I think I'm 596 right now. <laughs> yeah, with all the ones I do with Aussie Suns fan podcast and yeah. on, he's on fire. Like, oh, I think that John one time on I was on Fanning the Flames. Yeah, you know, that, were you on the Fanning the Flames, the one that just came out? One time, no, not this most. Oh, recently. okay. Good listen though. Good listen, cock beers. So I think that again, it's a reminder to everybody if you're hanging out with us. Uh, thank you for doing so for all this thank time. Um, we really we, we really appreciate it. It's going to be an interesting episode. So if you're listening to this and and it starts to drag on, I'm just Carry on your my wayward son. I, I get it. Uh, Continue meditating. Yeah, just go back to meditating or focusing on traffic so you don't get in a car accident. I'm having some fever tree ginger beer to go oh. with my Moscow mule, so I will pop one. I'm going to go home and love my alcoholism. Fill it up. It's got <laughs> a lot of vodka, and it's not going to have a lot of ginger beer. All right. I got a little well, you enjoy heavy-handed. It, you enjoy I got it. a little heavy-handed. So let's uh, let's talk about every son that, won, that wore jersey number 10. And then we'll talk about who of those players we would start, we would bench, and we would trade. Yes, yes. We're going to play a game here on the Suns Jam Session podcast, and this is something that we're going to be doing throughout the month of August. On our Thursday podcast, we're just going to do a little educational history with a little game at the end where we call Start, Bench, and Trade. And it's pretty simple. What we're going to do is we're going to present everybody who's ever wore the jersey number 10 in this instance in Phoenix Suns history, give a quick bio, and then we're going to determine of that group of players who we would start, who we would bench, and who we would trade. Now, there is just but one rule, Matthew, and this is what I went back and I was listening to our Corona Apocalypse episode. I was, I, I was doing some memory lane last night, going through some of our old, old episodes, and the one rule that we had was you had to at least play 50 games in a Suns uniform to be eligible for start, bench, and trade. So I will start off by giving everybody kind of an overview of jersey number 10. Currently, it is being worn by Damian Lee of uh, of the Phoenix Suns. He's been there last season, coming back this season. So good on D. Lee for doing so. But as I did my research into this number, there's one thing that I learned, Matthew. And do you know what that one thing is? What is it, John? This is a, a pretty shitty number. Uh Looking not a, <laughs> like it looks bad. No, that's it's that's normally my first question for you. How does it yeah. look on, on a jersey? But we'll get to that. Okay. Just overall, you look at the performances of people who have won worn jersey number 20 uh, or I'm sorry, 10, 
24 Suns have done so. It is the most in Phoenix Suns history. Which what a what a way to start. Thanks, Jamsters. We put a poll out yeah. there. 65% voted that we should do 10 out of the choices of 10, 20, 30, 40. Everyone chose number 10. It is the most worn number in Phoenix Suns history. Do you know what the second most worn number in Phoenix Suns history is? 24? Nope. One more guess. Uh, number three. Number four. Oh, close. 23 players have worn number four. And when Chemetsi Metu plays one minute for the Phoenix Suns this upcoming season, it will be the tied for the most worn number in Phoenix Suns history. So as we went through and we, we were looking at the everything relative to jersey number 10, here's some interesting average stats. If you take all 24 players, the average number of game plays games played in a Suns uniform is only 64.2, not even a full season. 4.8 points per game from this jersey number. 1.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists. That's it. So if you talk about the totality of this jersey, we've had a lot of duds, man. Yeah, it sounds like Austin Rivers' numbers there, doesn't it? <laughs> He'd be perfect for number 10 he, if he, he were to come he, back. He and, yeah, no. Um, you know, the thing is, like, I remember on 2K when you couldn't choose any number at all. And I was like, why can't you? I was like, everything's retired. That's why I looked at all the good player. ones. And yeah, all the good ones are retired. The number 10 is kind of left there. Not a good-looking number, but you know a lot of players will pick it up because they want the lower numbers. They don't like the big, thick numbers. They stick. They they try to stick down there with like the the preteens or right right below the single digits, so or right above it. So I think this is gonna be interesting, man. There's 24 players, Jamsters. Can he hold on? Can he hold on just a little bit? It's hold gonna on. be fun, I think. Hold on, Jamsters. There's some interesting names on this list, but again, not a lot of real production came out of this specific jersey number we've had we have three all defensive first team awards out of this jersey number and only one six man of the year award and that's it so let's get right into it we'll start with the first son to ever wear wear jersey number 10 and that was in 1969 to 1970 his nickname was the duck it was dick snyder from the college davidson same place as steph curry Played 87 games for the Suns, averaging 11.9 points, 3.9 rebounds, and 2.5 assists. Uh, not a bad start, 11.9, 4, and 3 pretty much uh, from jersey number 10. He was drafted in 1966 by the St. Louis Hawks. Played ultimately 13 years in the NBA. He actually won a ring in 1979 with the Seattle Supersonics, but did not play in the NBA Finals. Uh, that's the team that actually beat the Suns in the Western Conference Finals in a Game 7. His last game played that season was three minutes in Game 5, which was a loss to the Phoenix Suns. And he's actually inducted into the Ohio uh, Basketball Hall of Fame and did so in 2011. So a solid start for the franchise with number 10. Any, any thoughts on Duck Snyder? No, I love the nickname, though. Great a nickname. lot of these players we're going to go through. I'm, I'm sure Jamsters are with me on this one. I'm not going to know who the hell they are. I'm just going to put it out there. You, okay. you read the averages between everybody on there. There's a few that I know. Everyone else, love the nicknames that are coming up. There's some good ones. Yes. <laughs> but that's that's the part that will stick out the most to me. And some of these we're going to go right through. Uh, Duck Snyder, you know, 87 games, played a couple seasons in Phoenix. Good on him. Six foot five shooting guard. That's a good start. Who's up next, Matthew? All right, who we got next? We got Fred Taylor. Ooh. He actually played from 1971 to 1972. Wasn't Fred Taylor like a running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Right after the Suns, he went right to. <laughs> no, wasn't he? Wait, was he a running back for the Buffalo Bills in a Super Bowl area? Era? Or is no, that, that was Thurman Thomas. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the look on Matthew's face there. <laughs> I was like, okay, I thought that's who it was. I was like, I think he was a running back, man. Um. He's a shooting guard, 6'5", University of Texas at Rio Grande. Ooh. I don't know if that's still around or not, but 67 games. So you can choose him if you want. Mm -hmm. He's uh, he, is he, averaged, he is eligible. Uh, 4.7 points, a half a rebound, one and a half assists per game. 27th overall pick from the Suns in the 1970 NBA draft. Career high, 21 points off the bench on 9 of 17 shooting in a one-point loss to the San Diego Rockets mm. on November 28, 1970. I feel like we should have like an old-timing kind of radio sound in the background, like kind of like crack, like while we're reading this stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, see. we found yeah, this. See? We found this <laughs> from a. Like this is old. This sounds. This is old shit. 
I know it's like 1970. Fred Taylor, see, you know, he played no really nice either. one time against. Yeah, no, no nickname for Fred Taylor. Uh, quick career, but he is eligible, as you mentioned. The guy who I'm going to talk about next, Jeff Webb, not eligible. Only played 27 games for the Suns. Uh, he was a shooting guard out of Kansas State. Signed as a free agent in 1972. He previously actually played with the Milwaukee Bucks the season prior and won a ring with him and Oscar Robinson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, played a total of 75 NBA games overall, and 27 of those were with the Suns. He wore number 10 in 1972. That's all I got on uh, on our buddy Jeff Webb. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing at this. Okay, because this so is next, ridiculous. <laughs> this is funny. No, this next name is funny. I'm oh, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Phil, Phil, Phil Lumpkin. Now, quick um, question. Left, Phil, Phil Lumpkin, is, is that a... Is that so says Jay, our buddy so says Jay is season tickets with a guy named Phil. Is it Phil Lumpkin? So says Jay in the chat. Please let us know what you think. He's six foot tall. I think his friend is actually probably taller than that. I think that he's as true. tall as me. So that unless he had a growth spurt, um, but he was a point guard at six feet tall. Miami University, mm. 34 mm. games, not eligible, but uh two and a two point one points per game. Get this. <laughs> 0.7 rebounds and then 1.4 assists. Uh, he was traded to the Suns by the Blazers for the 19, 1976 second round pick. Played 82 total NBA games. Not a very long career. Uh, one, five, one five class 3A Washington State high school titles. So good in high school. Came to the NBA. Not so impressive, right? But he had he died in 2009 <laughs> at 57 years old of pneumonia. And that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> and oh, just, no. just just so you know, on Philly Lumpkin, there he won yeah. five Class A, uh, he won five Class Three Washington State high school titles as a coach. He wasn't there for five years, and then oh, yes, he died in two thousand nine of pneumonia, which apparently Matthew thinks is a funny way to go. <laughs> <laughs> pneumonia. I don't know if, you, if, if <laughs> as John Nelson says in the chat, death is hilarious. Wait, everyone's so scared of death. You die, you're still here. Hey, you're you know still, what? You're back in the ground, dude. It happens to everybody. Nobody yep. gets out of this bitch alive. So lead follower, get the hell out of my way. All right, next one up is actually somebody who's highly eligible. Played 245 games for the Phoenix Suns from 1978 to 1980, and that's Don Boozy. He's a point guard slash shooting guard out of the University of Evansville. He averaged eight points. He averaged three rebounds. He averaged 4.4 assists. And he was actually originally drafted by the Suns in 1972, but he chose to play in the ABA instead. Right, he, he played for the Indiana Pacers in the ABA, and after the merger with the ABA and the NBA in 1976, the Pacers traded him to Phoenix. And when he came to Phoenix, he brought his defensive reputation to the forefront. He earned three All Defensive Team honors during his seasons in the Valley, all three of them. And then Phoenix traded him back to the Pacers in 1980, and he's actually on the Pacers' all-time NBA 2K team, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, again. Did not die of pneumonia. Of really? ammonia. Did not <laughs> die of still ammonia. Alive? We should still, actually have whether they're still alive or they're located. Uh, I think Boozy's still alive. I think okay. so. I think Boozy's still alive. Be. All right. So, so that will let you know, I guess. There you go. And uh, according to Creepy Carly, it was COVID in 2009. So uh, Phil Lumpkin, head of his time. Oh, wow. Lumpkin's family, really? if you're watching this, I apologize. Goodness. God bless him. Um, and his nickname, did you say his nickname was Boo, too? Oh, yeah. Like, his nickname. Boo. Yeah. 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 Don, Don Boozy's nickname was Boo. It's not like moose. We're like, are they saying boo? But it's boo. They're actually booing them. So that's not it's <laughs> not very good, right? Well, I mean, you look um, at those teams back, those 78 to 80. He was on some good teams. I mean, they went to the Western Conference final in 79. So he was part of some good teams. So yeah. So even when he went to opposing arenas and they were booing a good Suns team, he took it as a compliment. Way to go, All right, So who we got next? Oh, check this out. So it's, it's you got Rod. I love this nickname. This is a great nickname. Rod, Rocket Rod. Woo, Rocket Foster. Rod. Rocket Rod Foster, that's his nickname. 1984 to 1986. Point guard, six foot one. Not bad. Don't lie about your height. He's six foot one. I think, uh, oh yeah, he did go to UCLA. I don't think it. It's actually written right here. And he played 207 games. So we're kind of getting up there. Some guys actually played a few games the, for the These Suns. are some eligible motherfuckers yeah. right here. So keep it in mind. Do your research right now, Jamsters. Mm -hmm. Your vote matters. Um, 7.5 points per game. 1.2 rebounds, 2.5 assists. He was drafted in the 20 he was drafted 28th overall by the Suns in the 1983 NBA draft. Played all 3 seasons in the NBA with the Suns, which is fantastic. Lucky us, right? March yeah. 1986 suffered a compound fracture on his left, left leg in the chief accident. 
in the Arizona desert, ending his career. Okay, well, Jesus, never man. mind. God bless him. I get all the death and all the injuries. I know. Man. Jeez. He caught pneumonia. He shot 95% from the line uh, in the 1982 season at UCLA. Uh, only 76.8% as a pro. So, you know, the free throw line is a little bit um, further back. It's the exact same. Exact same. Yeah. Exact same. Yeah, so Rocket Rod, good good nickname, is, is eligible. Next guy is eligible as well. In 1990, Greg Grant, water bug, five foot seven, was mm. the water bug. Point guard out of Trenton State University in water New Jersey. Bug. Played 67 games with the Phoenix Suns, 3.1 points, 0.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists. Drafted 52nd overall by the Suns in the 89 draft. Of his 67 games played with the Suns, they were all in his rookie season. He started three of them, and he actually had a career-high 14 assists against the Spurs in an early season loss when KJ was injured. Uh, other starters in that game were Tom Chambers, Sexy Jeff Hornacek, Mark West, Kenny Battle. Ended up playing nine total seasons in the NBA. Waterbug, Gray Grant, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew, who do you got next? You probably it. died. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Cooper, 1994. We're creeping up here. We're getting close. It's only 30 years ago now. Um, so he was a point guard, 6'1", USC, 23 boo. games played. Yeah, USC, boo. Just University of Spoiled Children. Uh, <laughs> 23 games played, 2.1 points per game, 0.4 rebounds, and 1.3 assists per game. Um, he played two NBA seasons. His first was with the Lakers. His last was with the Suns. All-team Pac-12 or Pac-10, excuse me, ahead of my time here. Mm. Um, Pac-10 in 1992. Yeah, only 23 games. Well, I got you beat, Matthew, because the next guy only played four games for the Sun. He was a 10-day yeah. contract guy who pl- who had a total of four points and nine fouls in 34 po- total minutes with the Phoenix Suns. And even though he played seven NBA seasons and played on the U.S. national team in the 1998 FIBA World Championship, he only played four games for the Suns, and that was in 1996. That was David Wood. He was six mm. foot nine, so thus far the tallest guy to wear ta- jersey number ten in the history of the Phoenix Suns out of the University of Nevada. That's the all I got. Ineligible. Guy. Carry on. Next. Okay, you know I like when you did that with the fun facts thing. First, I'm gonna go another ten day contract guy right Ooh, here. Back he's to only back ten eight, dayers. Yeah, he's only played eight games in the NBA career, and no idea how he got the Sil moniker. Silk. Silk moniker um he was from unc uh eight games played 2.4 points per game zero assists per game so pretty much a ball hog i don't think that's even possible even i can get a 0.01 assist and he was six foot four shooting guard dexter boney bonnie if you want to say boney bonnie not sure 1997 10 contract day 10 day contract guy it doesn't matter well let's go to the next guy man sam i am yeah. Sam Cassell wore jersey number 10. You might remember, re, might remember him. Point guard from Florida State University. Only played in 22 games as a member of the Phoenix Suns. He averaged 14.8 points per game, which is the most ever averaged in uh, a stint as a member of the Phoenix Suns in the jersey number 10. He averaged 4.5 assists, which is also the most assists averaged by anybody who is worn number 10 in a Phoenix Suns jersey. But again, only 22 games, not eligible. He was traded to the Suns with Chucky Brown, Mark Bryant, and Robert Ory from the Rockets for Charles Barkley after they beat the shit out of us and tore our hearts out in back-to-back seasons. He came to Phoenix. He was a three-time NBA champion, two with Houston in his first two years, one with Boston in his final season of 2007-8. The Suns were 0-10 in games in which in which Cassell started and 7-15 and when they traded him. He was traded to the Dallas Mavericks with A.C. Green and Michael Finley for Tony Dumas, Lauren Meyer, and Jason Kidd on December 26, 1996, and he's currently a bench coach with the Celtics. Sam Cassell, E.T. phone home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff around that guy. Jeez, man. Could go on and on for days there. Um, this guy's out of Colorado State. He's a point guard slash shooting guard, 6'3", Milt. Palacio from 2002. I did pronounce it right. He was actually only, he only had one start with the Phoenix Suns. Traded by this Boston Celtics to the Suns with Randy Brown and Joe Johnson for Tony Delk. There you go. Double zero, right? Or just one zero. I forget. Double zero. Double zero. And Rodney Rogers, man, that guy was a tank. A little short, little T Rex arms. Shout Uh, out to uh, Evan from the He's on Fire podcast. 
he rocks a Rodney Rogers jersey, and I think it's so dope. It's a great jersey. That is pretty cool, man. Yeah. That, it's 54, right? Yeah, 54. That's yeah. Right. Uh, but this guy busted for insurance fraud while serving <laughs> as a member of the Blazers coaching staff. So again, another downer. All right, that's three. death, Thank a Jeep you. accident, and now Prison. insurance fraud. <laughs> yeah. Matthew's crushing yeah. it over there. Yes. Next up on the list from 2004 to 2010. That's Leandro Barbosa. Now, granted, he came back to the Suns uh, in 2016 where he played 135 games for the Phoenix Suns, but he wore Raja Bell's old number. He wore 19 in that stint. His first stint with the Phoenix Suns from 2004 to 2010, he wore number 10 and he played 418 games, which is the most by any one player wearing jersey number 10 in the history of the Phoenix Suns. He was drafted by the Spurs, but he was traded to the Suns for a 2005 first-round pick. Currently holds the record for the most points by a rookie in their first start, and he did so scoring 27 points. He won the 2007 Sixth Man of the Year Award when he averaged 18.1 points coming off the bench in that year when Amari was hurt and we relied on him ever so much. His career high actually was a 41-point uh, performance against Kevin Durant and the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2009. Yes, folks, the Brazilian blur has been around since Kevin Durant was playing and like his third or fourth season. And we ended up training, trading him to the Raptors for Hito Turkulu in 2010. That's when Brian Colangelo was with Toronto. He's like, I want my guys to follow me. End up winning a championship with the Warriors in 2015 before returning to Phoenix in 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, Meet me, the Brazilian blur. Ah, what a good one, man! You stole the best one on the list. All right, I didn't want to yeah. read all that, but you you <laughs> took the best one. Well, why don't you just tell us about Deontay Garrett? Deontay Garrett, <laughs> this guy, nineteen games played, not as exciting. He went to go to Iowa State. If you've ever been there, a lot of corn. Also, yeah. uh, he was a, a point guard, six foot four, my height, which is I think I lie about that a little bit. Undrafted summer league player that was in also the D League guy. He was a D League guy. And he played two NBA seasons, one with the Phoenix Suns and the other one with the Utah Jazz. Watanabe's. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was seriously (laughs) just going to say Utah Watanabe Jazz. (laughs) Uh, Next up, two games played. 10-day contract with the Suns. Only played eight minutes with the Suns. Is a guy who is currently a career 40.3% three-point shooter playing with the Brooklyn Nets. You guessed it, Frank Stallone. No, I'm kidding. It's Seth Curry. <laughs> Seth Curry in 2015 did play for the Suns. He wore jersey number 10, uh, six foot two point guard slash shooting guard out of Duke. Two games played, eight minutes with the Suns. It was 2015. We're like, yeah, we don't need talent. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. When I saw that, I was like, wait, what? I totally forgot about that, dude. Yeah, I, I, I remember. <laughs> but I got another brother. Um, from I think the same mother, maybe a different mother. Maybe. Oh, this is the brother of Goron. Everyone is a big fan of his, I'm sure, out there. And we kind of let that guy go too, uh, which was probably a mistake. Uh, this is Zoran, Zoran, or Zoran. Zoran. He was a shooting guard, 6'5", uh, from Slovenia. Um, he actually played with his brother. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> November 15, 2014. He played with his brother, Marcus Morris. Am I reading the same guy? Marquise His brother, Morris. comma, Marcus Morris, oh, comma, yeah. <laughs> and Marquise Morris. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought you were saying like his brother, but I'm like, wait, is this the same twin? Okay. Uh, but yeah, um, so let me finish that. So he played with um, his brother along with Marcus and Marquise Morris. Marking the first time these two set of players, actually, they're, they played on the same time at the same time and on the court together two and all that. I just screwed that whole two thing up. brothers. I had, to, I had to scroll over on this thing. It was, like, cut off halfway through, so I had to, like, scroll over and fuck it all up. Uh, he traded um, he traded with his brother to the Miami Heat. Suns received Danny Granger and a 2021 first-round pick and became Trey, it became Trey Mann. Uh, he scored six points as a member of the Suns. So I remember those days that we used to get the brothers, even like Blake Griffin's brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, forget his name, but we had him on the team. Blake, that was what pretty was Blake Griffin's tragic. name? I don't remember, but he oh, looked like man. a Harry Potter character or know, something, man. Think, what was his name? I know somebody in the chat's going to say it. I know somebody in the Is chat. Is it Blake? No, it's Blake Griffin. And oh, I don't remember his brother's I have no name. Idea. But we and like we got we had there Double was like Blakes. we got Robin Lopez and there was Brooke Lopez was the better brother. Yeah, 
yeah. always got the shittier of the two brothers. That, that was the I mean, middle 2000s. Marcus was better, though, than Marquise, Marcus, right? yes. But they both ended up playing on the team. Yeah. Like, we never got Blake Griffin to make Blake and Drake Griffin. What was interesting about Zoran Dragic is I think when I go back and I look at this list and I see his name, I always felt like he played more. And like you said, he only played six games. But I just think it was another one of those things. Yes, thank you, Gavin, from the Aussies Suns fan podcast. Taylor, Taylor Griffin. That's right. Taylor Griffin. So here we are. Now we're going into 2016. These are the dark times. One thing I will say to anybody who's listened to this podcast once again, thank you. You're fucking amazing. Like, God bless you for doing so. We got 31 people watching right now. We got one person who's going to be listening to this thing tomorrow being like, why the fuck are they just naming off random Suns players who wore jersey number 10? What was Lissy even talking about there just a minute ago? Brothers, what? (laughs) So says Jay, my youngest. Why are they doing this? Just because? Yes. Yes. Yes, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I don't know if Charlie's your youngest, but Charlie, yes, that's what we're doing. Uh Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you go back and you go through these eras and we're going through the different jersey numbers, whenever we start to hit like 2014 to like 19, it's just dark times. Like I've got on this one, Chase Buttinger. Now we might remember Chase Buttinger. He went to the University of Arizona. Yeah. Right. But he's somebody who came to the Suns, played 17 games in 2016. It was the last stop of his seven year NBA career. Uh, And now he's a professional volleyball player. Like, enough said yeah good for him actually i like how the ending you have there of like his life or his career is a volleyball player not just in his whole family (laughs) his whole yeah my my guys end with like a a productive career outside of basketball your guys are like i got in a jeep accident four wheeling in the arizona rockets right Uh, yes i remember that yeah i remember because he came here and i remember there was a girl i worked with that was a big u of a fan and they she went to go see him because he went to u of a But like his whole family is like his brother's a professional volleyball player. His sister is like his dad really creates volleyball apparel. I don't know. I had no idea he was still doing that. Yeah. It's he's still a professional volleyball player. Chase Buttinger, U of A. Who do do you got? Oh, you got got a guy named Sonny Weems. Money Weems. Money Weems. might have known him by that name. That was his nickname. I don't I don't remember shit about him, but he currently is playing in the China League and he was a 2020 CBA MVP. So Having a career over there, we always talk about the players going over there. Like, um, who was a lot of these players that you just Dylan think Brooks. Out of the Dylan Brooks was the one this year. Dwight Howard. But now he's getting paid $100 million a year or something like that. But this guy only played four NBA seasons with four NBA teams. We were lucky enough to be one of them. And he only played 36 games, so he's not eligible. So move on. Not eligible. And neither is this guy. And this kind of shocks me. This is another that one sucks, of those guys. Huh? who I see the name and I'm like, Oh, okay. That could be a start bench or trade. Yes. And he only played 38 games for the Suns, And that's Derek Jones, Jr. Airplane mode Jones, six foot five out of UNLV 2017 NBA slam dunk participant made it to the, uh, to, uh, to the finals of that slam dunk contest, but lost to Glenn Robinson. The third only team that he's actually worn number 10 with was the Phoenix Suns. He's worn number five or number 55 with the Heat, Blazers, and Bulls. And he's actually currently a free agent after just like the old podcast days. I can't fucking edit it out anymore because I'm too goddamn lazy. He's He decided to decline his $3.3 million player option with the Bulls. So he's a free agent. So China Basketball League, Derek Jones, airplane mode. Might be there, yeah. Um, this next one was actually pretty famous too. Uh, a lot of people were on his. Yeah. It was during the time, like you said, where we're kind of looking for a point guard. This is Shaquille Harrison. I think everyone kind of remembers him. Shaq he Harrison, was, baby. Yeah, he was freaking Jack, dude. This guy was uh, six foot four. Looked like he was probably six foot six, but he signed with the Suns and Wave. Then signed to a two day, uh, a two ten day contract, and then a multi year. Then Wave. So back and forth, back and forth, and that's the way it was with him. It was kind of like, can we see what we got in him? But 
It wasn't right. We were going That's through right. point guards at the time, man. Uh, he had a chance for more minutes after Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight were traded, but lost out to Isaiah Cannon, a guy that broke his foot. That was like the year where everyone leg. was breaking their ankles. Yeah, it was his leg. I thought it was yeah, just his ankle that? that went the other way. Remember, everyone was doing that, Isaiah though. Cannon would – I used to always call him the one-man fast-break killer. He'd be on a fast-break. It'd be a three-on-one. And he just like yes. pulled the ball back. And so one time he actually went to the basket at the beginning of like the 2018 season, 17 season. Yes. And he and like he blew out his leg. That's so depressing. It is. Because those fast breaks would like, like, you know, yeah, like, he's like, like for um, Leandro Barbosa, this guy's like, halting <laughs> and then falling off the cliff. That's what they should have played in the arena. Like, yeah. Isaiah Cain's leading the fast break. It's like, yeah, just turn okay. off the lights. Just yeah, turn go ahead and run lights. our half court, our elite half court <laughs> offense. Back then, when it's like Alex Len, fucking. But there's some other names too, Elliot Kobo, and also Akobo, which is one of your favorite players, uh, obviously, right? A guy that was never given up on, and DeAnthony Milton. Mm. You know, he wasn't too bad. He had a wall. He's the he one we should have kept. Liked, yeah, he was good. Um, played for the Bulls too, the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Nets, the Blazers, the Lakers, and currently a free agent. Another free agent. Well, I've got Emmanuel Terry, another six foot nine, our second six foot nine guy. Generally, it's guards who have been wearing jersey number 10. That's what I've learned, Matthew. But Emmanuel Terry from Lincoln Memorial signed a 10-day contract with the Suns in 2019, played two games, and he's currently playing in Turkey's Basketball Super League. Oh, very cool. Um, so this cool. guy this guy's actually pretty cool. Uh, Ty Jerome. This is always your boy. I always remember listening to um, some podcasts. I forget, but they were like, Ty Jerome's going to be the shit. He's going to be fighters. awesome. Like, oh, I'm pumped up. Um, but he could never get it past half court. Um, but he, right. <laughs> he was traded with rookie Rubio, Kelly, um, Kelly Uber Jr. And the first round pick um, and for Abdel Nader and Chris Paul. Oh, so, yeah, Chris Paul. I think Abdel Nader was the one, the keeper in that trade. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then uh, played with OKC for two years, Golden State, and then signed with the Cavs. Um, a good guy to have on your bench. A good guy that when the Suns play a random team, you're like, oh, Ty Jerome's on their team because that's the way he's going to be the rest of his career. But yeah, he was a shooting. He was a shooting guard, six that's five. What they, that's what they have him listed at on Milk? Basketball Reference. His nickname was Milk. Milk. I didn't. Wow, yeah, that's. Curdled, a, I thought he was like milk. six one. He had curdled milk for hands. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, Thirty one games played with the Suns. So your nickname for him was Tie Fighters. Who was the other? Oh, it was Ty Jerome, and it was Ty. Um, it was Ty Johnson. Tyler Johnson, right? Tyler Johnson. That's right. Yeah. Tyler Johnson and Ty Jerome back on the those pods. We were Matthew used to call them stuff there. Fighters. Yeah, we're we're praying. Our for hopes something. were high for Tiger. I remember <laughs> the first piece before I wrote for Bright Side of the Sun. I wrote for ValleyOfTheSuns.com, and the first piece I wrote was all about how it was time to give Ty Jerome a chance. And I gave this long article yeah. about you know who he was. He played at the University of Virginia. He was an NCAA champion. He's somebody who was a good facilitator. And I said at that time, that's what that team needed. It was pre Rubio. Uh, I believe, no, he was the backup to Rubio. And I'm like, Rubio was injured at the time, and they were playing, I think, a lot of a Kobo. And I think I'm like, it's time to give Ty Jerome some more runway to to lift off from a TIE fighter standpoint. And uh, they didn't, and they were right. Next up, we only got two more Jamsters, two more. We've gone through 22 players who've worn the jersey number 10, 2021 to 22. Nickname was Sticks. Nickname was Logs. That's right. The tallest man to ever wear jersey number 10, Jalen Smith. 10th overall pick out of the University of Maryland. Played 56 games, so he is eligible for our start bench and trade. Taken with the 10th pick of the 2020 NBA draft, much to many people's chagrin. I'll never forget exactly where I was when that moment happened. I remember the drive to your living room that day. To the wrong apartment, too. Went to the wrong apartment, knocked, hang out, had a couple beers, social distancing, go fuck yourself. I got to know your neighbor, walked in, hung out with you on your couch that has like no legs, so you're sitting really low to the ground. <laughs> Was watched it, it Watched it with you and your buddies, and then you know you and I were hanging out with a couple of your Oklahoma City uh, Thunder buddies who had a bunch of picks, and like they know that we had a podcast that had been going on for about, at that time, just shy of a year. And then we took Jalen Smith, and we had just done a bunch of podcasts. I think our last podcast was with Flex from Jersey, and he, Jalen Smith is somebody we brought up at the very, very end of the pod. Yeah, yeah. And it happened, and we were both just fucking dead silent for like five minutes. We didn't say anything. We just were like, huh. 
Yeah, there was nothing. There was a lot it, of players too. There was a lot that of players wanted. out there. Oh yeah, we had Devin Vassell, Tyler Reese Halliburton. There was a list. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, the Suns took Jalen Smith. He ended up playing fifty six games for the Suns, averaged four point one points, three point one rebounds, zero point two assists. His career high came in a with nineteen points in a loss to the Celtics on December thirty first. 2021, which I remember because we were taking shots of whiskey at my house, getting ready to do our post-game podcast. Uh, he was traded to the Pacers for Torrey Craig. And when you look back at uh, Jalen Smith, he only averaged 9.6 minutes played. He could be one of those. If Monty gave him a shot, guys, no, we'll never know. I'll never care. The more you know, the less you care. Last guy on the list, Matthew. Last Who guy. You, you know him by the name of Damian Lee. And he played here last year. Now he's playing here again. This is he exciting is. because we actually are probably looking forward to him next year to see what he's got. But he shot 44.5% from deep on 3.3 attempts per game. Should have been a little bit more maybe hopefully next year. Uh, signed as a free agent after winning a title with the Golden State Warriors. Um, 74 games. He's he's a, he's a lights-out shooter that we still have coming off the bench here in the Valley. So that's the list, man. That's it. That is the list. That's all right. All before we get into sign uh, start pension trade, Aussie Suns fans, value the Suns can make any dumb anyone dumber. Don't take it personally. <laughs> Here's what's funny. You want to hear a funny little thing? I put a lot of vodka in this thing, so I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, obviously, managing editor, brightsideofthesun.com. But who sponsors our podcast, Matthew? Valley of the Suns, right? Yeah, Fansided, who runs Fansided, Val- yeah. <laughs> Valley of the Suns. So, yeah, so how dare you? I run one one site. If you go to valleyofthesuns.com right now and you go and you look on their homepage, there's the Suns Jam Session podcast. Well, right you can just you can yeah. every time. So I've cornered the market on those two. I just got to so get in with PHNX and I'm ready to go. All right. So here we go. Here is how the game is played. We've just went through 24 motherfuckers who ever wore jersey number 10 in Phoenix Suns history. And now we're going to play a game. We're going to pick one of those guys to start, one to bench, and one to trade. Now, there's some caveats here. You could trade the guy because you think that it's the best returning value that the Suns could receive because guess what? He played very well for the Suns, and you want to get something back, and he could give it to you. Or maybe you want to trade him because you don't like the guy. But after all of those guys, 24 guys who've played in Phoenix to wear jersey number 10, out of 419 total players in the history of the franchise, 6% of all players who've ever played in Phoenix have worn jersey number 10. Only eight are eligible by our standards, Matthew. Only eight have played more than 50 games. Dick Snyder, who wore the jersey first overall. You have Fred Taylor, who did it as well. Next up on the list, Don Boozy, uh, uh, Rod Foster, you know, Rocket Rod, your guy Rocket Rod. Greg Waterbug Grant played over 50 games. Leandro Barbosa, Jalen Sticks Smith, and Damian Lee. Those are the eight guys we get to choose from for start, bench, and trade. So who goes first? You go first and I go first when it comes to start. Who are we starting? Okay, I'll go first. I think everyone's with me on this one. I think it has to be Leandro Barbosa. Okay. has to be. Great bench player. Could have been a guy that would have been a future point guard for the Phoenix Suns if Steve Nash wasn't there for so long. And a guy that I kind of look back on and I'm like, I should have enjoyed him more. For some reason, sometimes I'm like, eh, I took him for granted too much. I don't think he really run an offense, but a fun fucking guy to watch on the court. And out of this whole list, he's he's the most awesome. There you go. There's a reason why. That's why I'm choosing him to start. Well, I mean, out of everyone on the list, 418 games played, 12.6 points, 2.4 rebounds, 2.6 assists. You know, Sam Cassell had some great numbers, but he only played 22 games on a long enough stretch of time. Personally, I think Sam Cassell is the most talented player that we've ever had wear the jersey number, but he wasn't here long enough. While I agree that Leandro Barbosa is a an amazing player, he doesn't slot into my start. I'm actually going to start with Don Boozy. 245 games played. He had eight points, three rebounds, 4.4 assists. Uh, a, a defensive stalwart. He led the league twice in steals and twice in assists before being traded to Phoenix, where his numbers dipped a little bit, but still made three consecutive all-defensive team. Now, again, 
that's who I'm starting, but I'm benching mm-hmm. Leandro Barbosa because he's a sixth man of the year award winner. And that's where he thrives is coming off the bench. So that's, that's my bench guy is going to be Leandro Barbosa. Who do you have coming off the bench? I was like, did Don Boozy, he's still alive. Okay. I just didn't know if he counted or not. Well, no, I well, no you live or not. You, well, not being alive is not a prerequisite for oh, okay. being not so on our list. Just 50 games. Yeah. Just has to play Evan 50 or games. Hell. Yeah, heaven games. or hell. And also, like, I read his name, so you know he's at least alive because you didn't. <laughs> yeah. He was you're great. Out. Yes. You're, that's, you're, that's, you're, he played for the Suns points. in 1975. He was a recovering heroin addict. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a whore on Van Buren. Right, so you're going to bench Leandro Barbosa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bench Damian Lee, obviously, because he is – He's he's six man potential in a way, um, but he's kind of just below that a little bit. I think he has potential sometimes, some nights, but I think he's just an exciting player to have come off your bench. Obviously, if he's just shooting the threes, did too much last year, but I'm really looking forward to him this next year to where he can just sit there and just knock down threes, win us a game by putting up like 15 points in a quarter or something crazy like that if we're not already up by 20 points. But he's, um, he's definitely dude over this whole list, which 75% of them, I don't know. <laughs> but he sticks out the most, right, Jamsters, to where you're like, oh, you're thinking bench? I'm thinking Damian Lee. Damian Lee is everything that Landry Shamit couldn't be with the Suns. And you're right. Coming off the bench, he's a damn good pick. Yeah. Uh, 44.5% coming off the bench. Now, granted, a lot of that was earlier in the season, and a lot of that's when the team was healthy and he could play within the confines of his role. When people got hurt, he had to try to be more of a ball handler, and that's not what he yeah. did good at. He's a fucking horrible defender. So, yeah, I see, I, I see where you're coming from there. I don't blame you. Who who would you trade? So I'm going to trade the guy that's traded for Torrey Craig every year, and that is going to be Jalen Smith. Um, <laughs> just the one year. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think the funniest thing is Jalen Smith, if he goes to the Pistons, what a great pickup. And then they could trade him for Torrey Craig there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him on my bench. I think Jalen Smith, the whole sticks thing, I remember going through the drama of, you know, game by game of just like, oh, this guy is improving. This guy is, he's a stud, right? Um, he showed a lot of talent. He has some promise. So that's good on the trade block it is. And it's good for the receiving fan base. It's like, hey, this guy has some highlights. What do, what do we got in him, right? It's exciting on both sides because you can kind of get what you want in the trade from him with him in it involved because he's has he has enough talent he has enough upside i still i still think i agree with you jalen smith is ultimately my trade and again when you look at this list and and there's eight guys again who are eligible for this but i don't have an emotional connection to dick snyder or fred taylor you know hot or rocket rod foster who uh ted lube in the chat made up he would cut because he broke his leg in the desert but we're not cutting we're trading that's the difference we're trying to get some return value out of this you can't return you can't get some uh trade value for a guy who wrecks his jeep in the desert march 86 with jalen smith i have that emotional connection where i just felt i was done wrong there's been so many moments over the past five years for the phoenix suns and you know four years of podcasting about him in which the Suns have done right and they did what we thought they should do or they at least turned what we thought they shouldn't do into something positive. Jalen Smith was the one just question mark. As we referenced earlier, there was so much more opportunity there. It's one huge miss for James Jones. And I guarantee you this, when James Jones departs this organization and people talk about his his uh his epilogue they'll go through all the amazing things that he did you know he signed deandre and he signed mikhail bridges he signed cameron johnson when nobody thought he should he turned draft picks like that 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 were developmental ultimately in mikhail bridges and cameron johnson into kevin durant he brought in bradley beal and he drafted jalen smith instead of tyrese halliburton like that will always be part of his subtext so when we talk about trade which i didn't even bring up the graphic when we talk about trade jersey number 10 i would trade jalen smith to your point one his career's not done i can't go back and be like well you know ultimately if you if you look at fred taylor uh you know he played 67 games as a pro and he didn't pan out we don't know what's going to happen yet with sticks it's it's not looking good but i say you trade him every day and twice on sundays 
Yeah. Now I was thinking when you were saying that, do you, is there any chance that they got Jalen Smith to see if he can replace DeAndre Aiden? Um, no, I don't, no. I don't think so because they didn't give him the runway to try to right? like he didn't get enough play. Like I said, he, he averaged yeah, nine point six minutes. He just played so good minutes. at the center position. I liked him at the center position. I did too. He's a rebounding machine. Yeah, he was like, pretty fucking awesome down there. Like, if you had Jalen Smith right now on this Suns roster, you could literally go, you know what? Jalen Smith could be a starter. We got DA. We got Beal, Durant, and Booker. Put Jalen Smith out there and just have him fucking be a beast on the boards and block the ball. Like, have him be an ultimate defender. He sucked at shooting threes. Though. I think he's like a 29% career three nine three point percent shooter so you completely take that aspect out of the game but he could definitely could be a productive member but i never i don't think they ever brought him in an effort to to well that being you know 2020 you're halfway until you have to give the extension to deandre ayton perhaps they brought him in and if he had it they could it made da more expendable but in the eyes of the suns he did not have it he he looked like he did though. Remember when he was traded? It was like, damn, dude, he showed a lot. It was like a month straight of him actually playing pretty decent. Well, I so remember the- he, he had a good summer league. I remember he was really good in the summer league. We were excited. He had a solid preseason, but he didn't do no, much. There was in- like there was like ten game stretch. You don't remember like when he was just dominant? They actually interviewed him. They're like, where did where did this come from? He's like, I've always had confidence in myself. Like, of course I, I can do play remember the game that. of basketball. Like, I'm just gonna keep improving. There was a time there where he looked pretty fucking good and. Um, you know, when the trade happened, we were kind of like, damn, dude, that sucks. That's why we had a little bit of regret, but now it's just kind of like, what? Who's that? Sticks? Yeah. Kind of yeah, over he, it. He's in Indiana. He's given all the opportunity and yeah. he's just not executing. So ultimately they made the right decision. So let us know in the comments, uh, in the chat, you know, if you're watching this later, let us know what your thoughts are, who you start, who do you bench, who you trade. Uh, if you're listening to this later, pop on over to Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it's called now. Uh, hit up at Suns Jam. You can let us know who you think there. Uh, you know, it's summertime. We got about 10 minutes left. Childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. Do we have any topics, Matthew? You had ghosts last time, and I was like, mm-hmm. damn, man. I, wish I, any, see, though. I don't have yeah, any supernatural stories. Yeah. yeah, I think I brought that up, too, because I've been watching a lot of ghost adventures while I'm, walk- while I'm working. Like, it's in the background. It's the phoniest thing now. I used to be so scared of it when I was yes, younger. You were, you like, pussy. last year. But now I'm just like, oh, this is actually pretty fun and stupid. But um, I don't know. What do you have in mind tonight for? I don't know. I'll let some of the jamsters, if you have any childhood trauma topics, go ahead and type them, type them in the chat. I will say, obviously, it's the off season, trying to just kill some time. Uh, I've been playing Skyrim again, and I've actually kind of fucked myself in Skyrim right now. I'm really, really upset. I'm like a level 25, like 11, level 78 archer, stealthing around and shit. And I went on the side mission that took me to another island, and I met this guy who ultimately steals Dragon Souls. And I've done the Dark Brotherhood, and I've done the all the Rift in, you know, Thieves Guild stuff. And I'm like, I'm finally going to do the Dragonborn. Like, oh, like yeah. shouts. And because I've already started this one side quest, it's, I, I've hit this dead end because I've hit, I've hit this ultimate catch 22. If I kill a dragon, I can't absorb his soul because this guy comes in and absorbs the soul for me. If I try to go backlog and saves, I've uh, it takes me back like a week and a half ago, and I'm like a level 10 again. I'm just like, it kind of sucks, man. I bought a PS5. I've been playing Skyrim, and now I'm just counting down the days till like 2K comes out. Like Madden comes out in like 14 oh. days. But yeah, Madden looks amazing on PS5, dude. Does it? I'll have to check it out. Obviously, dude. I was in the store last time I buying my PS5. PS4, yeah. Yeah, I, I was in the. I was in GameStop buying my PS5, and I saw Madden playing like gameplay. I was like, mm-hmm. "Holy shit!" Even Matthew would be impressed with this. You think so? Okay, it's hard to impress me with that game. It, it is. Is it the same kind of? Uh, they have like the franchise mode. They have the uh, I, online. It just, they just show the gameplay. I, I didn't oh, actually okay. play the game. I was buying the fucking console. You asshole. Okay. <laughs> I did get. Hold on, can I can I get a controller? <laughs> oh, go franchise mode. The game? Like, I mean, is, isn't out like in a month or two days? It's, it, it's it out? out on it's out on the seventeenth. Madden's out on okay. the seventeenth. Uh, the seventh of September is when uh, good old NBA two K twenty four comes out. I'm really really looking forward to that. Wait, wait, what is this? Really quick, Ollie Woe, because I love Fallout. Fallout seventy six. I wonder if that's an actual real game. Like, is it nineteen seventy six or something? Or, Tell me about know. Fallout. Did you ever play Fallout? I never played Fallout. Uh, it's it's kind of like um, you're basically 
it's a wasteland as different arrows. I think there's a couple different fallouts. I never got too. Is there far one in Vegas? It. Yeah, it's a Vegas, but it's just really it's different. It's like zombies. It takes you a while. No, it's there's monsters and stuff. It's kind of just like um, you just you you have to like basically build yourself up and you just start from nothing. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. I don't know. I, I, it, dude, I it's August in Arizona. Spot. I can start from nothing. Uh, tell me more about. Is Fallout <laughs> worth it? I'm looking yeah, for a it's, game it's a right fun now. Game. I just never really got too far into it, so I'm not too sure. Ashley's playing fucking Resident Evil. Is she still playing? Oh, the remake. Yeah, the remake. She enjoyed. Yeah, the Stephanie's shit playing out of it. that too. Stephanie, yeah. I've been watching her play that. So. Yeah, that game used to scare the shit out of me when it came out in like '97. Oh, dude! Like the yeah, Resident Evil Four is not as scary. The ones that where you can't move, where it's like the camera angles up in the corner, and you have to move like left and right, but yes. then it's like opposite. Oh, it's so and, like hard. you're just trying to shoot, and you're like shooting around zombies because you can't. That's what's scary because you only got like one bullet, and you can't waste it. That's the way it used to be. Yeah, it was like, yeah. you gotta, you better make this shit count. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about that childhood trauma. What was your first gaming system? First gaming system was Super Nintendo that I remember. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mine though; it was shared. And the trauma like a family from it, one, yeah, yeah, it was a family one. The trauma having to like, I guess if you go back to when I first played, and whenever David was around, my older brother, yep, he would play, and you know if he wasn't winning, he would turn it off, turn it back on, and we would play Mario Brothers. But basically, he would try to beat it in one turn without dying. So every time he died, turn it off. I would never get a chance to play. So that was pretty traumatic there. Um, and then we, you know, stepped it up a little bit with the PlayStation. There was this game called Dracon. It was like a dragon game. Where I remember lady. that. Yeah, it was a fucking great game. And I got so far into it and Stephanie erased my file. I was almost done with it. And I never went. It was kind of like a Skyrim thing where you kind of fucked right now. But then yeah. I had to actually restart the whole thing. And I did. And then she erased it again. God. And so I just never played it again. That was one of my favorite games, too. Remember the old PlayStation on PlayStation 1, like the memory cards? Yeah. <laughs> Remember those like you plug in yes. right above the controller? Yeah. So growing up around video games, I had my uh, sister's best friend. We used to always go to their house every day after school for like two hours until my mom got off of work. And then like my mom would come pick us up because my dad wouldn't, I guess. He's like, oh, my dad like stayed at home. Like he had mental disability and was on social security. So he was always home. But for some reason we like hang out at Becky Guyadine's house and her older brother had a, a Nintendo. So I used to play Mario fun fact about me. I've never beat Mario in my life ever. Like Shannon beats it all the time. Cause there's, there's online yeah. online emulators. And I think, where is it around here somewhere? Look at this. I've got a fucking like super NES controller. Cause you can plug this <laughs> yeah. into, you can plug this into your, uh, your computer as a, it's a USB controller and you go to like online emulators.com and you can play every fucking game you ever had playing growing up. My, my wife sits in here and just fucking dominates, dominates, never did that. So my, my first console I ever owned was actually an old school game boy. Uh, and I used to play Kirby and I used to play Mario on that. Oh, I beat Kirby. that one. I beat, I beat Mario on the, um, uh, on the Game Boy. And then my parents got divorced in like 1994, I think it was. 94, early 95. And then my mom bought my brother's a PlayStation. <laughs> and when, there, you know, there, there was four boys, right? So two in one room and then two in the other. And the other ones had the PlayStation in their room. And I ended up getting a Nintendo 64. So I had a 64. They had a PlayStation. PlayStation had way cooler games. Now, don't get me wrong. Like 64, GoldenEye, uh, Mario Kart, uh Diddy Kong Racing was like my favorite game, but you went over to my brother's room and they had PlayStation. I'm like, my brother's fucking to this day. I was talking to my brother the other day. He's like, I just beat Final Fantasy 7 again. I'm like, dude, fucking A, dude. He's been playing that game for fucking 40 years. It feels like, <laughs> hey, those people are freaks with that game. That's my brother. Final my Fantasy. brother loves Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, once you're in there, you can't stop. And I, never I got always liked it. Final Fantasy Tactics. That was a game that I played the shit out of on PlayStation in my brother's room, but I also used to always play the, the MLB games. Uh, NBA Live, all that fun stuff. Uh, but the game that I remember probably the most was Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I remember that was a Classic. fun fucking game on yep. PlayStation. Um, no one ever deleted my shit. I was the oldest brother, so if they deleted my shit, they would have gotten they would have gotten a whooping, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, just deleted. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Oops. Well, I deleted it again. Game, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider of course. was awesome. Yeah, the Tomb Raider was one. awesome. You just run around like yeah, with guns and my guns. My brother David had that. He bought the he bought the PlayStation right when it came out, the first one, and it came. He got Tomb Raider. God, with how it. old was David when he, when that came out? Oh man, he was probably like twenty. I was about to say like twenty five something. Yeah. 
Um, but he played, he got really far too. And my sister actually was like, he, she accidentally deleted it, but he was working all the time. So he never got time to play it. So she actually started a file and she got all the way to where he was before he even knew. <laughs> and he, I don't know if he ever finished playing or whatever, but he goes back. He's like, I don't awesome. have enough bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I love the yeah, Laura Croft in her like cone boobs. Like she, like yeah, she was the, all the coney and stuff. Yes. And you go and you go fuck with the butler and stuff at the, yes, uh, the, at, mansion. At the mansion. Yeah. That was a, that was a great game, man. Those were fun. I used to have a Jaguar. Do you know what Jaguar was? Mm-mm. Jaguar was a Atari 64, essentially. And so it was like the first 64-bit console before Nintendo 64. And I had a Jaguar. I don't know how I got it. And I had Alien vs. Predator and Doom, I think, on that console. And I played the shit out of those. And then I had a Dreamcast. That was probably my, one of my favorite consoles I ever had. Do you remember the Dreamcast? Yeah. I never had so, it, though. Sony Dreamcast. So that, that's the console that I had, like... NBA 2K, like the original 2K, which came out in 2K, NFL 2K. So the one with Allen Iverson and Randy Moss. Yes, the football game was awesome. It was amazing. Sega, yeah. The yes. Sega, it was a Sega, yeah, it was Sega Dreamcast. Dreamcast. That's yep. right. Because I also, like to this day in my garage, I still have a 64. I still have my Sega. I still have my PS. No, the only PS PlayStation I've never owned is a three. And you own that. I remember when you had one. Yeah. But yeah, I never had all of them. I had a PS1 a PS2. I got stationed in uh, South Korea. The first thing I did when I got stationed in South Korea is I went down to the PX and I bought a TV and I went to buy a PlayStation uh, 3. I th- it was 2 or 3. I think it was 2 at the time. It's 2003. And they were out of them. So I had to get an Xbox. And I became an Xbox person. I had an Xbox and Xbox 360 until you and I lived together and I bought a PS4 at that time because mm-hmm. you had the PS3. I'm like, the fuck? Xbox sucks. And that was just me. And now I'm a back to the PlayStation guy. Yeah, I've always been a PlayStation guy, but yeah. Xbox is pretty nice. I mean, the Halo it, it, game, it was. was always my favorite online game. I've but... never played Halo in my life. It's good. It's addicting. It's, everybody it's loves an it. online game. Yeah, it's just the storyline's okay, but the online is just so much fun. I think when you actually have a couple people playing like LAN parties back in the day where yes, you bring LAN TVs parties. over, yes, and if y'all hot in one room, y'all playing together. Well, so was, what, what we did in the, the that's what we would do in the military, and everyone would bring you know we all it was all Xboxes because that's all the PX had. And mm-hmm. so the two things that we would always play, they'd always have Halo parties, and I never played because I did. I'm like, eh, I'm a sports guy. And so we did Madden parties. And I remember back in 03, 04, I had I was playing with the Cardinals on Madden. I would fucking dominate. Uh, mm-hmm. But those were also the years that like Michael Vick were out there. So you always the guy who was always in the finals was always the team that had fucking Michael Vick, who was just a yeah. team code in those games. But it was Madden parties on Xbox back in back in the day, man. Those were those were fun. Yeah, times. I played. Yeah, I played all, I played all, the, all in chat. I played in one of the Madden. Yeah, Madden was the best. It was, it was back the in best. the day. It was awesome. And then 2K yes. was better. But then Madden, Madden, the tournament I played in, I was in the finals. And I lost to some guy. And I almost beat him. He was kind of being a dick because he was really good. And like yeah. he almost lost to me on some stupid play he was trying to mess around with. But uh, yeah, I was so close. I used to be really fucking good. I used to beat everybody. We used to have like, so you play a season. And like yes. you play head to head. We used to do that. We used to and do it in the army too. Everybody, dude. Like that's what I did when I was stationed in South Korea. Is exactly that. Is we would play seasons. We'd get together. Like that's what you do every night after. I was a cook in the army for ten years, mm-hmm. and when I was on active duty and I was stationed in Korea, that's what we did to kill time. Like there were the guys who go out to the bars and just get faded, and then mm-hmm. like they come into work the next day, just like hungover and hating their lives. And there's like the rest of us nerds. Like our cook whites are pressed all nice, you know. Because like, I hate a hangover, dude. It's like my number one thing i hate most on this planet so at an early age i was stationed in korea right after i turned 21 like i should have been fucking stupid i was just like buying jerseys and playing fucking xbox madden like a nerd dude and watching movies i still have that you remember you know that fat book of movies i got right of all my dvds like when i was over there i just bought dvds i got like 500 dvds they're all organized numbered like i'm ocd people you have no idea. Like when it comes to my movies, and if you look at my Spotify playlist, they're like so pristine. I'm OCD it's a good about playlist. that shit. Good Every play- time, like we go on a long road trip or anything, you always have like the best songs. I'm like, dude, like these. Like I always try to put together some stuff, but then I get kind of lazy. But yours is like really deep, really in depth, and it comes out like every other song is like hits you in a different way. It's a different genre. It's nice. Love well, it. fo- follow me on Spotify at Darth Voida. Yeah, I know. I always forget all, all my shits there. It's like it's so and like I make the little graphics. Mm-hmm. for my for my playlist it's like 2k23 it's like in like neon and shit i'm such a fucking nerd that's so cool man oh on the, well that was fun uh talking to you i, I forgot hey, people we were even listening people. yeah are we <laughs> well, still on kudos to the people who are hanging out 
Uh, look at John Nelson. Thanks for sharing your life. We should hang out at a bar sometime. We should, we should do our own version of like life advice that Ryan Russillo does. <laughs> yeah, that's like true. the biggest. I don't even listen to his pod anymore. I, 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 I fast advice. forward to life advice. I, it's so good. It's it's so good because it always hits on everything. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I hope people enjoyed that. I honestly, I'm just sitting here. You know, This is the first vodka I've drank all week uh, and since our last pod on Monday. And <laughs> I just kind of got lost just shooting the shit with you. And I forgot hey, we were almost yeah, recording. So. Hope everyone enjoyed uh, the childhood trauma or whatever the fuck that was. And Jersey number 10, we hope you enjoyed that. So uh, we will be coming to you live again on Monday. Uh, looks like we're going to have Suns Uni Tracker is actually going to come on the show. Ooh, that's exciting. I, I'm very excited to have him on the show and talk about his passion, uh, his sources, and just how he navigates that whole you know design world and understanding kind of uh, how – to obtain information about the the new jerseys that always come out for the phoenix suns so tune into that show on monday next thursday we'll be coming to you live uh, again and we'll be doing jersey number 20 so who knows what kind of crazy shit's gonna happen i will say jersey number 20 a lot more interesting than jersey number 10 in my opinion you have jermaine o'neal dario sharich josh jackson my guy corky calhoun tune in people it's gonna be good yeah, go home, love your family. credit card bill.